0: Hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, beautiful weather we're having, nice and cool. It is, it is great weather for a nap, a calm day, a cup of tea. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking back to a few months ago, every Laredo summer I get to the point where it's so hot that I have to drive up to New Braunfels and I have to get in the Kamal River and I have to just get in the water and take a dip and cool off or I think I'm just going to die right? It's so hot. Uh, you know, something in my body just wants to get in some cool water and be refreshed. You know, and I share that story because um, really, you know, I really do feel that heat and it's so refreshing to just get in the water and, uh, and I, I feel renewed and uh, cooled off. And if you think about the heat, well, uh, there's a lot of Pressure, we feel like that in our lives as people because of all the problems that are around us all the time. Bible calls that, you know, sin. Most of it is sin. It's a brokenness that's around us and the brokenness, unfortunately, that's in us. And today is a very special day in our church because we are going to practice baptism. And uh, many people from our church are gonna be baptized in this service, and like Pastor Joy was sharing across both campuses, every service, people being baptized. And uh, baptism uh, in and of itself doesn't change us, but it's a reminder that we have been refreshed, that we have been renewed. Like the feeling of that cool water on a hot summer day That we have that every single day in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. So as we celebrate baptism today, uh, we're going to take a little bit of time and we're just going to look at what the Bible teaches about baptism. And uh, I'm not sure if I introduced myself at the beginning or not. So in case I didn't just want to say again, my name is Pastor Tim and it's just a, a joy to be together today. So here's what the Bible says about baptism. Uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let me pause there for a second. Jesus said, All authority is mine on heaven and on earth. So go and make disciples. Go and share what I've shared about where salvation comes from and where life comes from. And as people receive this good news, he says, Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. For surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So it's very important we read these Bible verses because what I love about us as a church family is we're not here winging it or making stuff up or some man-made place. We're all a group of people coming together under God's word saying, God, we want to know what you say and we wanna follow what you say and we wanna live what you say because you're our creator and you're our Lord and our savior. And so when we practice this thing called Baptism as a Church, where do we get the idea from? What are we gonna be saying in a few minutes when we say I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? These are the exact words of Jesus Christ. And this is the commandment of Jesus Christ. And so we don't do it as a man-made tradition, but we do it as something that the Lord teaches us. That's where the idea comes from. And what does baptism mean? Well, the word in Greek that's used here Baptizo means to immerse or to make whelmed or to make fully wet. And so that's why we practice a water baptism. People like to practice baptism in many ways, but, you know, we're trying to follow the text as closely as we can understand what it says. And it says to make fully wet. And, you know, I mean, if you're reading it and that's what it says to do, that's why we do it the way that it says it. In the Bible. And so that's why, you know, at Grace Bible Church, you get the full experience. You know, you get the full bath in this, uh, hopefully it's not too cold water, right? Because that's what the Bible uh, says. That's what the word means. And it's a word that's technical in the New Testament. It's used throughout the Bible uh, and the New Testament. And referring to water baptism, it has the meaning of identification with Christ, uh, there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where when we place our trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us uh, in Ephesians uh, 1, that the Holy Spirit comes and lives with inside, inside us. But this idea of this word baptizo and water baptism means to identify with Jesus Christ. Acts 2.38 Peter says, he replied to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the name of equals to the account of, it it signifies ownership. And so this idea that when we repent, we would be baptized, it comes from Jesus. And this teaching of repentance means that You know, baptism is something that follows repentance, that follows belief in Jesus Christ. Uh, The Bible says that every single one of us has sin, but we have the opportunity of a Savior who loves us so much that wants to make us whole, that wants to make us new. It says, if you believe in me, your sins are forgiven and you have eternal life and you have life that begins now. And God wants us to, from that moment where we understand that truth, to be sensitive to trust him, to obey him, to walk with him, to walk a different direction than doing it our own way. You know, this idea of repentance, I I remember that, you know, I made a profession of faith when I was young And then in high school, I made another uh, profession of faith saying like, you know, I really want to live this out. And then in my 20s, I remember I had this period where even though I'd been walking with God and grew up in church, I just, I started seeing the way some of my uh, friends were living and I just thought, you know, I kind of want to try that out, which was absolutely wrong, but I didn't obey God in all things in my life. And I remember, as I shared many times, personally, one-on-one with people or or preaching, I remember there was a a night where I just was like, Lord, where are you? And it's not that God had left me, but I wasn't pursuing him and it was hard to hear his voice and it was hard to be close to him because I wasn't walking in this new life. And I remember saying, okay, God, I, I feel distant from you. This doesn't feel right. And, and I don't want to try it my own way anymore. I don't want to do things my own way. Whatever your word says about things, I want to know it, and that's what I'm going to do. And I need you to help me. And, and that's exactly what I did, and I got closer to community again in church. You know, I was, I was still going to church the whole time, by the way, but I wasn't really trying to draw close to other believers to open up about my life and ask for help and share. And, and I felt that joy again of walking close to God. So salvation is something that's a moment where we accept this gift of life that God wants to give us, like Ephesians tells us. that's for grace we've been saved, by faith we've been saved, but it's also, we have it and we walk in this life. And what baptism is, is it's a public testimony sharing with everybody where we've placed our faith, where our allegiance is. It's in Jesus Christ. You can think of it in a few different ways. One, it's a declaration that salvation is only coming from Jesus Christ in our life. We're not trying to save ourselves anymore. We're not trying to do it our own way. We're not trying to figure out our own path. But like that story I told about myself, we're saying, God, I'm trusting you for my salvation. and I'm trusting you in my life. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ that I'm saved. Not by my own works. I'm not trying to save myself. Or... You know we don't think in these terms too much anymore today but you know the world was once ruled by kings you know not democracies that are so prevalent and kings had absolute power in a society whatever they said it went and who is the king of all kings according to the bible jesus christ has authority upon authority and so when we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, his seal, that our salvation is in him. So when the accuser comes to accuse us and say, oh, you're not going to heaven, or you're not really a child of God, or you don't belong in church, or you don't belong in all sorts of ways in our life, you don't deserve that job, or you can't be any good in this relationship, or you can't be good in your workplace, or you're not a good son or a good daughter, all these little ways the accuser comes to accuse us. And I know if you pause and think about it, there's probably accusations you've heard in this last month of ways that maybe you're not able or you fall short or you don't measure up. And Jesus, the King of kings, says otherwise. He says that all of us struggle. All of us are with sin. None of us can do everything on our own. And that's why he came to save us, to have a relationship with us, and every day we can place our hope in him that whatever relationship, whatever part of our life we step forward into as a mother, as a father, as a husband, as a wife, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, as a son, as a daughter, as an employee, as an employer, in our business, any place that we can say, God, yesterday wasn't perfect. And God, I have these struggles, but God, be with me today. Bless me. Help me. Help me to walk in your ways. Help me to be a blessing to others. And God is with us to use us every single day because we are saved in the name of Jesus Christ, the King of all kings. And the accuser can never take that away. Romans 8.38 says that no sin can separate us from his love. You know, for many years when I was a youth pastor here at our church, I would explain it to students in this way. You go out to eat, you invite a bunch of people to the restaurant and, uh, you know, a crazy amount of people and, and you invited everybody. You're, you know, I don't know why this isn't pretty common for many of us, but you just wanted to pay for everybody. So everybody thinks the bill's on you. And then you go to grab your wallet and you don't have it. Uh-oh, that's a little uncomfortable. So, I don't know if you're if you are a student, we'll stick with that example. Probably I don't know, my first phone call would have been mom or dad, right? But they don't pick up the phone. And then you're looking around and, and you you don't know who to reach out to and you got this big bill and you're like, what's gonna happen this is awkward. They're gonna call police. But Jesus Christ says up and shows up and says, No, I, I I this is my son, this is my daughter, I've taken care of all of it. That illustration honestly falls so flat because you think of the struggles we go through in our life, the imperfections we have. And yet Jesus Christ, way more than just financially, every day is there for us. And every sin in our past, every sin in our struggle, he's paid for, it's paid for. And the accuser can never come and say that debt cannot be paid because that debt has been paid by Jesus Christ. And that's what baptism symbolizes. So I love how Howard Marshall puts it. He says, baptism is an expression of faith. Baptism was performed in the name of Jesus, a phrase which may represent commercial usage, to the account of Jesus, to the account of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am made new. My sins are washed away. It conveys the thought that the person being baptized enters into allegiance to Jesus. Thus, Christian baptism was an expression of faith and commitment to Jesus as Lord. So is baptism necessary for salvation? We're not saved by our works. This is a work. This is an act of obedience. This is an act of devotion to God, love to God, to say, Jesus said, if you believe what I've done for you, if you believe I'm your Lord, come and be baptized. It's a work. But it doesn't save us. So we're not saved by that. We're saved alone by the work and the love of Jesus Christ. But church, let us understand very clearly Jesus' words. Go and make disciples baptize them is it necessary for obedience to Jesus this person that we say we love a hundred and ten percent yes if we love him we walk and we do this special moment before him and for the church to declare our love for God to say we have been made new before him our sins have been washed away the old has gone and the new has come And when when does this happen, this moment of baptism in our life? Well, let's just read through a bunch of the book of Acts, scriptures. You can see the references. I'm going to read straight through these verses, and we get a picture of reading the Bible when we're baptized. Those who accepted his message were baptized. Those who accepted the message were baptized. And and about 3,000 were added to their number that day in the church. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they believed the gospel, they believed what Jesus Christ has done, they were baptized, both men and women. Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. And she was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to come to her home she said, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. And then immediately, then he, immediately he and all his household were baptized. We see in the scripture that baptism follows this belief in Jesus Christ. So now we're going to celebrate several people experiencing this in our church today. Would you pray with me, church? Heavenly Father, we thank you again, really for your work, for making all things possible, for doing exceedingly beyond what we can think or imagine to ask, how you make us do, how you offer us truth and hope every day. And we celebrate with you and we celebrate with heaven this morning. The salvation that has come to our brothers and sisters being baptized today. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Who is baptized? Believers. Those that have placed their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. When do we see in the Bible, in the book of Acts, and other places in the New Testament, when are we baptized? We're baptized after we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. What's the relationship between faith in Christ in baptism? Baptism follows faith. The idea of an unbaptized Christian is simply not entertained in the New Testament. You can't see that concept anywhere. Necessary for salvation? No. But necessary for obedience? Yes. Yes. John 14, 15 says, Jesus says to us, he says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so it's something that we do as those that have been saved by him, that love him. It's an act of love or obedience. Baptism is identifying ourselves with Jesus Christ. It's a sign and an outward expression of our commitment to Christ and intention to live a new life of submission to God. I uh, I got a little choked up off to the side as I was watching uh, uh, these baptisms right now. And right from the beginning, as I saw Josh being baptized, I've known his family for a long time. And I've known him since he was, was, wait, now he's taller than me. But I've known him since he was way down here. And to see the smile on his face as he walked back there, it just choked me up to see what God's doing in his life that he says, you know, this is not my parents' faith, this is my faith. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and I want to follow him. And you know, painting a whole picture of what baptism is, it's a celebration of this internal work uh, that God's done inside of us. And salvation again is 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 one, it's it's done. It's the moment that we believe in Jesus Christ. But it's something that lives on in us day by day where we walk and work this faith out of loving the Lord. And what I loved about seeing everyone being baptized right now is, you know, when I share that story of Josh, is, you know, he's like family. There's, there's a family element to who we are here. and We live this life together as the church, and that's what makes this so special is we help each other draw near to God. So I want to I wanna challenge us a little bit today to think about some things. I don't think I would be a good pastor or a good friend if I didn't ask, have you placed your trust in Jesus Christ? I want to read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 that says, for by grace you've been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not the result of works, so that none may boast. And I just want to invite everyone, if, there's, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, to do it today. You know, I think there's a lot of reasons why we can be skeptical about a lot of things in life or skeptical about God. But if you put God's word to the test, everything in it rings true. And there's a Lord that loves you, that wants you to receive him today as Savior. And so I invite you to do so. And, and as we celebrate those being baptized, I also ask if, if you've never been baptized before, following that belief in Jesus Christ, I wanna invite you to do it. And uh, we can get you set up for the next baptism service we have coming up. Just walk right out the doors today and stop by the welcome table and let them know I'd like to be baptized. And my last challenge is this, or invitation. Anyone that you know in your life that maybe doesn't, you're not sure if they know the Lord yet or if they know God, but they haven't been baptized. I wanna invite us as the church to go out and find time this week, find time this month, schedule it, put it on your calendar to go and have that conversation with somebody. Because what makes us so powerful as the church is us personally sharing this invitation of the good news and sharing this opportunity to be baptized. Even as we were getting ready for the service today, we were back there praying for the service, and I was thinking of all the places where we have neighbors and where we work and we go to school, and how many of us do we have those loved ones and friends that don't know this good news yet? And this is an opportunity for us to invite others that this celebration would grow. Well, this time, we're going to continue to celebrate as we have more people that are coming up to be baptized. So let's celebrate together.